0: And it's Dan and James talking about the, the, v- the Villa, Villa games. games. Hi everybody and welcome back to the AVFC Faithful, joined of course by Dan and James talking about the Villa Games. And in particular, one Villa game in particular today. Yeah, well we, we should clarify that we're recording this straight after <laughs> yeah. the fucking game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can probably tell <laughs> by the fact that there'll be just general just silent smiles for most of this I reckon. Yeah, relief, relief yeah. and just...
1: <laughs> God, it was... We needed that. It just got over the... I mean, the second half we were much, much better and we deserved it in the end, but bloody hell did make it hard for 90 minutes.
0: I mean, it wouldn't be Villa if we didn't really, is it? You can win 10 Premier League games at home, but you've still got to make your first home league game, home group stage game in the Europe difficult and uh, we did. But, yeah, you know, it makes it a little bit more sweeter, don't it? Like, the Palace yeah. game was sweet because it was so late and, you know, I feel... Uh, I feel like the limbs would have been appropriate had we scored anyway, but those last minute limbs in the in the whole end is just something beautiful, aren't they? And I know they prefer to do it and prefer to attack the whole end in the first half, but that's that's why we do it in the second half for, for that exact reason. Um, yeah, well, the, the, last minute winners,
1: are you know what is probably the best way to, to win. Um, yeah, I just think that that build up of emotion it comes out and you get those, the the movement in the stands like that and the relief and. Even though you'd rather be beating Zerinski like three, four nil, you know it's football. Just get caught up in in that because we needed that so bad. It was so important to get that first win in Europe in the group stages, and now, uh, yeah, we. I think that'll breathe life into the rest of the squad now. I really do for the rest of the competition because you know they, they had there was it was a poor first half in in general because it was a bit slow, it was a bit predictable, and. Just too many touches. It was like we we didn't want to lose the ball because we knew what the threat was in behind, but we also wanted to you know play forwards and pin them back. But wasn't really happening in the first half. Um, particularly Telemans was was pretty poor to be fair, but I think he did a lot better in the second half, especially as, as the game went on. Bailey I thought was really good. Um, you know he he did lose the ball like, a few times still, but. He was a player that wanted to be direct, you know. He, he was being put out wide. On, he was on both wings, obviously tonight, and mm. he was constantly trying to isolate one v one, try and beat him. And you know, those areas are where it is important to to find that space, which it, it, we did in the end, obviously. So, yeah, I, I'm going to keep saying it. That is relief. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm so glad.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, in a week where you win six one and one nil, who'd think that it was the. The one nil that sort of fills you with the most sort of relief and sense of—I would say just pride—but sense of like it feels like this is more of a forward building block than the the Brighton game. But no, I I agree with you. The first half felt um it felt like a distinct lack of uh Kamara and Douglas Louise, really, didn't it? I mean, they are so pivotal to the way we move forward from defense to attack. So. Um, I guess I could say it's not too surprising we were quite slow, but at the same time, you would expect some of Telemann's ability to be able to fill in appropriately against the opposition we're playing against. Um, but I mean, full credit to Zerinsky. they came here to to not only get a point, they they had enough chances to to wow well, the for, especially in the first half that chance they've got where it goes across goal and Emmy saves it. That's a golden opportunity. And they they weren't bad. They were a very, very good outlet that came to Villa Park. And I think that's a, a real big awakening for us all, isn't it? Because, I mean, we are obviously one of the best teams ever to exist and, um, you know, on a title charge at the moment. But obviously, you know, we're in uncharted territory at the moment playing against teams that we're not used to playing against and and styles of play we're not used to playing against. That I guess I think we just didn't expect the fact that these teams are, have equal right to play here and... I mentioned it in the in the previous fixtures, sadly the, the lost one. <laughs> um, but th- these teams deserve to play in the same competitions as we do. So you know it was um, it was eye opening, and you know you think these teams would come to Villa Park and ten men behind the ball and play for a draw, but no, they only did that really in the second half when their legs started going, and we put on the fresh legs, and obviously we made the triple sub that that made pretty much most of the difference, um, and and capitalised on the space we had, and. I agree with you. I think Bailey had a I think Bailey had a, a good enough game. I think um when he got the ball, he moved into there was a couple of times where he shifted the ball really well onto his feet and moved forwards in um the chance in the first half in particular where it you know gets deflected up and then Duran tries his sort of scissor <laughs> kick to get it back in. And and then he does it again, doesn't he? In this in the second half towards the end of the game, the little mazy run towards the um towards the post. I don't think he had a bad game. I think he just suffered from what we suffered from in the first half, which was and in the second half for a bit was was just being really well defended against. So just brilliant, isn't it? Because I think as soon as the the corner, I think it must have been the 90th minute or the the 91st minute where the corner comes in. I mentioned it when, as soon as we got onto this call, um, and it drops out to the end and Telemann takes his shot and it just sails over, and you just sit there and you think, no, not today. That it's not happening today, but it does
1: yeah well, we was just we were saying that really we, the this this game was just the complete opposite to brighton where everything at brighton that we, we hit pretty much went in and then tonight it didn't seem like it wanted to go in you know and there was a lot of shots straight at the keeper a lot of shots blazed over the bar um we just needed a bit more patience but more tempo at the same time like the the team beforehand didn't worry me because i don't yeah. think it's a quality issue it's it's a phys- it's a psychological, and it's an assertion issue. It's they need to know that you know these teams are going to give you a good test, but you you've got you've got to show your quality, and you you sh- you've got to believe that you are you know you've got to believe that you're better than them. You, sometimes it felt like we were worried. Um yeah. I do think that a lot of them just wanted wanted that win so much that it was playing on their mind in a sense, and yeah. I, so I I think this will breathe a bit more life into the rest of the squad because. Tielemans isn't a, a bad player, and he's, he's definitely rusty and he's definitely readjusting. Dendonka is what he is. I don't think he's bad, but he needs someone to account for his limitations. And then obviously Duran, I thought he was he was okay. I thought he held up the ball okay, made some good runs. Um, I just think the, the the squad is fine. We were all talking about in the summer that that the depth is pretty good. I mean, we've got so many injuries and stuff now that that's really hampering the plans a bit. But we've got to use the squad. We were saying it for weeks, you know, you don't have the squad and you don't use it. It's You've got to use it and you've got to allow them, you know, to, to grow in confidence because if we get more injuries, some of them have got to play. Yeah, you, you, that's, that's the importance of rotation, not just for fatigue, because at this stage in the season, especially coming up to international break, fatigue's not really a, a worry too much. So, yeah, it was just a turgid first 45. I think the tactical and, and personnel changes after, at the half-time made a real difference and we pinned them back. And, yeah, a last-minute win like that is just going to be so huge and we, we should kick on there.
0: Yeah, shifting to a back three and then eventually a back two was was pretty much brilliance from, from Emery, wasn't it? Because he, he identified the fact that you needed to to have those players further out wide. I mean, Bailey was basically a left wing back, wasn't he? Um, for most of the second half, um, and then having cash up there as well. We were saying cash is so much better suited to a further forward role. I thought he was outstanding when he came on today, he played his role to perfection. Obviously, puts the ball in for the assist. Um, that ball he puts in from the free kick that's well worth is a perfect ball in, just needs someone there. Um, and another po- ball he puts in across the box, um, which really you're probably expecting Oli to get on the end to. Um, you know, to, to make it one nil there, that's another great ball. And he he has, I, we obviously we mentioned it before, and um, he has come on so much better in these recent few weeks. And it, he is just signifying to me as someone that does benefit from being allowed the chance to venture forward and the and the chance to to be in around the box. I think he's more of like a a quantity crosser, if you can call it that. I think his first cross is always a bit naff, and then the next one's better, and the next one's better, and the next one. It seems like he builds on confidence from yeah. His first poor one, like he gets a bad one out of the way. I think he'd benefit from like crossing practice and training before a game. Is it just putting his bad balls in first? Um, but it—it—it's John. It look, I'm telling you, it's an idea. Might pin that across, you know, to Villa later. Just you know, just let him know. maybe pass <laughs> you on corner practice beforehand. But in all seriousness, you know, I thought our set pieces was were, were really well worked today as well. I mean, Diego Diego Carlos should have scored that header where. He, Oh God! Goes all the way up there when the <laughs> yeah. way over here, um, I, and then obviously he has the header where he hits it directly at the keeper, bounces out, and then obviously he slides into to try and tap in, and the keeper does really well there. Um, I've seen people call for us to to sign uh to sign their keeper. It does help when you pretty much put everything directly yeah. at him. I mean, even Zaniolo's overhead kick was straight at oh. him. So you know it, it, that does help, um. But again, you've got to save what comes at you, haven't you? And you know it's so easy for for you to do things where someone hits it so hard. Um, Thielemann strike, for example, uh, that goes directly at him, that he saves with his forearm here. Um, I mean, you look at uh Dollarumi yesterday for PSG. I mean, the long staff shot goes straight underneath him. So yeah. um, yeah. you know, you have got to save what's in front of you. The keeper did really well. Uh. But yeah, as soon as we found a corner, we found the goal. So, um, John McGinn uh, is—you run out of ways to describe this man. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> the rest of it like this. So you got kind of run out of ways to describe the man, really, because um, I mean he puts so much effort into the game. Uh, you know, bombing into the box as much as he does. So like I was thinking towards the end of the game, I saw him do it a couple of times where. I could have done that, the whole pod. The only reason I'm not is because I don't want to, you know, take it from him. I I technically haven't asked to be able to do that. Well. So, exactly. yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Um. You know, he. it was a couple of times where the ball went in and he was just bursting to get in there. I mean, the bloke really wanted the win there. And uh, a real sort of... I would say, because it's not like he dominated everything in the game because that's not what McGinn's ever done. He's never been the focal point of the whole team. But he didn't put a foot wrong all game. He didn't really lose possession. He was constantly trying to G up the players. And I personally think that this season has been a real captain's season for him because even when he hasn't been performing at his best, he's been putting in the effort and playing in positions where he probably doesn't want to be playing in order to suit the rest of the team. So, I mean... <laughs> There's no one else really you want to see score the goal there, other than Sir John McGinn himself. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets made a knight at any time by uh by the future king of England who was in attendance. I mean, there were three kings in a box, wasn't there? Of course, of Tyro Mings, Emi Bendiya, and and the other bloke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it, it, it's so it's so nice to see players like that. You, you want, I mean, you want John McGinn to be the man to send us to, to any glory because he is just the remnants of, of where we've come from and, and, and what we've gone through so uh, just big up John McGinn and um, I mean I, I think I'm about one more performance from him away from making a silly tattoo about him at this stage <laughs> I just love the man so much I, I'd have his face on the, the sentence nearly came out there that clipped up is completely different so um, I'd have his face on any part of my body tattooed on any part of my body um at this stage. So uh just gotta love John McGinn, haven't you? You do, yeah. He's uh he, <laughs> he said didn't he at the start of the season that he was looking to
1: improve on his goals tally this season and he scored two in all, all comps so far, hasn't he? So yeah, it's um it was it was lovely to see him doing that celebration to win us the game and you know He's come on a big journey with us, hasn't he? he yeah. got us promoted, kept us up, got into Europe, scored a very important uh, goal now to, to get us our first three points in Europe. And when he lifts the trophy in, in May, June time, then, you know, that'll be the next steps. <laughs> I want to bet the Premier League, by the way. Um, of course, but, yeah. But yeah, talking about the Premier League, I guess um, we'll just quickly touch on uh, the Brighton game, which cause obviously we haven't spoken since then, was just... I was pretty confident of a, of a win beforehand, which I don't think was a common sort of narrative, mm. but I didn't see that coming. It was, <laughs> you know, it was a, an Unai masterclass in how to press Brighton and how to how to exploit their weaknesses. And we just, we were just so clinical and, you know, you're going to hand it to all the coaches and the players on that, on that day. They've got everything spot on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if you'd have told me after the Everton game that you know go on Saturday get a draw against Brighton, I'm like, yeah, completely fine, happy with that. Say that any day of the week. But it was just a barnstormer of a game, wasn't it? I uh, Ollie Watkins I, I hate being right all the time, but I did say two times that week on the AVFC Faithful podcast and on on radio that Ollie Watkins needs his first goal. And then he scores again and then they'll score two or three in a game then they'll score again it's just what the man does it's what he's built to do it's what he knows how to do if he is starting a premier league game and he has scored in the previous one he is about 10 times more likely to score and he put everything the way he needed to and that the um i'll get the finishers mixed up because it, it's a few days ago now but the one where <laughs> i think it's his second goal where he's on the left and there are two villa players bombing in the box and he's got the bright feds on and i went put it in there then put it in there then and he doesn't and he just tries to take it back outside the box and slot it in their post and i go that's why you didn't put it in there it yeah. makes yeah. perfect sense he is just so good at doing that he's been doing that for years now for us and at some point i'll understand that that's what Ollie watkins does yeah at some point uh... But he's just it, it, I as soon as he scored the first one, I directly said to the people I was watching the game with, um, they're not here to confirm it. But I directly said he is scoring a hat trick this game, because he just all he needs is that I I I swear to you, I swear to you, because it's all that first finish, the the I guess you could say tap it or whatever the the one where it goes across goal and he, he puts it in, that's the type of goal you need to start off that game especially as a striker just get that first one that first easy chance banged away and I mean he should have had four really shouldn't he so yeah it was a perfect performance overloaded Brighton with the press um hit the long balls and Unai mentioned about the long balls um of Amy Martinez going so direct I mean it bounced through so many times for us um and it's just great the way that they identify these these errors isn't it and John McGinn said, didn't he, you know, you either win that game 6-1 or lose it 6-1. and
1: Yeah. Ugh. Well, it was really brave, wasn't it? The, uh, the thing that I found most interesting when I was watching it was, because I tend, I don't really tend to notice the tactical side, not too much of it when I'm watching it first time. Yeah. But the thing that was so clear was how far out Poe was stepping. He would press it into, into their half following Welbeck. And it was such a brave way to to try and exploit them because if they do an up back and through and and you've got a man that's you know been pulled so far out of defence and you've got a big gap, but we were just physical, we were, we were full of energy and we were clinical and it all just culminated in that. I mean, it was just as you say, the directness of play, winning the second balls, it was a bit similar to the Newcastle game last season and how we were confident in, in winning those duels and, and we did and yeah, six six of the best against one of the best teams in the league at the moment. And yeah, I mean, well, they're not on the greatest form now, obviously, but um, six past them is, is good going, you know. Um, and now we're on to the, the bigger test for me on, on Sunday yeah. because I bloody hate us playing there. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm already expecting the loss. I, you know, I don't even care if that sounds negative. It's just Playing at the Molyneux, we just don't seem to do well. But, you know, if, if Ollie's on his scoring streak now,
0: then we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, I, the last thing I wanted to touch on with the Brian game was the one moment where as Konza takes out of defence, beats a man and then plays an outside of the oh. foot down the wing. The man is just perfection at this point. And um, let's not dwell on it. But the fact he's not playing for England is a disgrace, but I'm happy he's not because he's not going to get injured away at England. So... I'm selfish. I'll be honest, but yeah, he's a he's an absolute Rolls Royce, and I love the bloke. And the fact that he can play centre half and right back now is is uh, is really ideal for us, and it's going to be such a use. Now, yes, uh, Sunday. Um, no, I don't think any Villa fan likes playing Wolves. Um, uh, not a bogey team, but it's just a bogey fixture. If you know what I mean, like it doesn't feel, it never feels right, uh, whether they're on form or not, and whether we're on form or not. It feels like this is the one where i going to sound so cliché saying that form goes out the window in these games, but it really it has though for us in recent years. Um, they're just an annoying team to play against. They've got, they've just got the players, haven't they? That you know can hit you at times where, (laughs) I mean, everyone's got their own net, haven't they? At the moment, he's the player he is, but (laughs) I just. I just think we still might do it. It's my problem, and I, I need to stop thinking like this because it, it, it's not right. And there's nothing to support the fact that we're obviously going to dominate Wolves at the Molyneux But I just still think we will. It's uh,
1: yeah. It's one of those. It's it, I think it'll be decided quite early on, like last, like last game against them when they scored in the first. It was about fifteen minutes, minute from the corner. Yeah. And I think, you know, if we can put a, a marker on the game early on and set a nice temper, you know, I think we probably will have more of the ball because that's probably going to suit Wolves more. You know, as you say, they've got Neto, they've got um, Cunha, who had a really good game against us last time as well, and Huang, who's, who's got the pace. It's You've got to be careful because they, they do seem to be set up really well in those games where they're expecting to have less of the ball. And, and then they, they try and pick you off. So, I think it's going to be a lot about our solid shape when we're on the ball it, it, if we lose it. Um, because, you know, we, we all know that Poe isn't the, the quickest. I think he started to look a bit a bit fitter recently. Yeah. I thought he looked, you know, a yard better off um, against Brighton. It's, but when you're up against a player like Neto, I think he'd skin most players. So, yeah, I think starting quick... Again, it's just so it's so key to us in general because yeah. I think one it feeds into their mentality and two it keeps you know both hands on the game plan and yeah, a Watkins goal, goal would be great because going into the international break and I don't I don't know if he'll play to be honest um, for England you know what safe gate is like so it'd be nice for him to you know leave a leave the club form in,
0: in a positive state. Definitely, I mean, he's he's just vital to the way we play, and um, I, I think another key part is obviously we need to take the finishing from Brighton into this game rather than the finishing from today into this game. Because, like you said, if if we start the first ten minutes really lively, really active, get our first chance, pull it away, then you know we're not so worried about having to to completely take our form out of the back line and playing as high up. You know, we we can afford to to drop off and play the conservative way we play once we do go ahead so yeah it it is going to be a real um i feel like i always say this one feels like more of a test but it feels like more of a benchmark for for where we could see ourselves these this is the exact fixture that changes us from uh top eight to top five and top six you know you you win this fixture and then we've won all but two of our most difficult away fixtures for the first half of the season really so you know it's a it it is going to be really important it's going to be probably not that fun of a watch for a neutral, I would expect. I don't think this is the sort of game where a neutral is like it's going to be a bang, it's going to be cagey it's going to be one of those where you probably see Villa with a lot of possession and then a, a quick sharp counter attack by Wolves I would expect yeah. probably near enough the same team as um last Saturday, just you know barring of course the possible injuries uh, that Kamara and Diaby are carrying um, it's more cautionary I believe and, and, and Ramsey, met maybe. Um, yeah I, yes.
1: Reoccurrence, but I don't know whether tonight was just precautionary or whether they think that he's out for the weekend as well, which yeah, is such a blow because he's just so important to the side, even if it's coming off the bench, whoever he's starting. I, I spoke about last week about his work rate, but when you have that attacking output, I, I, for me, 100%, it's not even a debate. At this, this stage in his career, is way better than Jack Grealish was in, in terms yeah. of effectiveness. Because yeah. he's just so, in that final third, he's got the numbers to go with performances, which was something that everyone was asking of Jack for, for so long. And yeah. he's honestly, if I hope that it's not a, a thing that he starts to really like pick up a, a few niggly injuries. Because, I mean, Grealish was the same in that sense. He never had a full season. But no, I, I honestly think, Ramsey could go on to be even more of a favourite of mine than than Grealish was, and I think it's just because he's so. Like Grealish was so like delicate, you know what I mean. He was just graceful, whereas Ramsey's just power. He's powerful, yep. and I just I just love watching him play. And the same, they both carried the ball, but Ramsey's just he's a bit like Yaya Toure in a sense. And I'm not saying he's, he's as good as him before anyone. You know, goes off, but Stylist, in that sense, he's like him, yeah, yeah. He's got that powerful run, and once he gets going, he gets quicker, and yeah. you, you hard to knock him off the ball, and then he's got the finish or the pass to, you know, to go with it. So, I, I hope he's fine. Even if you know he's out for Sunday and the international break, he recovers. That would be really important to us. But yeah, no drB no Kamara, potentially, obviously, no Ramsey, no Mings, no Buendia, no Moreno. It just goes on. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I think when you add that into into the fray, that this start to the season's been yeah really decent to be mm-hmm. fair, uh, and that's probably been harsh. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see after the international break what state the squad's in. Hopefully, Moreno's back as well, and yeah, but I mean, Kamara's been called up for France, hasn't he? I think yes,
0: yeah, he has. Yeah, so that would indicate so,
1: that he's he is is obviously at least borderline. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. If Kamara starts, that you know that's a that's massive in general. So, and if not, then then Dendon- Donka scoring an overhead kick from outside the box. That's that's how it's going to have to be, really.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's the only real answer to that situation. I completely agree yes. with you there. That, that's those are the only two things that can happen there. It's the natural
1: the natural route it's going to go. It's yeah. either Kamara starts and we win one nil. With a Watkins goal, or then Duncan starts, and he's going to score the best goal that's ever been scored. So. And we win four now. Because yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. There's the two routes. Either one's fine by me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it will be good fun to watch. Uh, I, I mean, Diaby wasn't being called up for. He didn't get called up for France when he first joined, for us anyway. So I guess that wasn't really an indicator as to whether he was whether he's fit or not. Um and yeah, the Jacob Ramsey thing is a killer. I, I'm with you. Jacob Ramsey is my favorite Aston Villa player for the past two two years at least now. Um he was my favorite last season, favorite this season so far. Um it, yeah he, he is he is just so much fun to watch. And even in the limited time that he's had back since coming back from injury, he's just yeah when he gets on the ball you just that's that's football for me is watching Jacob Ramsey. Um that goal he scores against Brian. That that's 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 me happy. Me happy that goal. That's the only way I can describe that really. So um fingers crossed, um, it is precautionary, it is just him having you know a bit of pain there and then just sort of getting rested. And maybe he was come back a couple two, you know, a week or two early and you know, train. I don't know. Just I don't know how injuries work, just don't be hurt bad. But yeah. what I do need to stop seeing is people on Twitter going, "I know something. Prepare for bad news, villains." Uh, but last time you did that, Wendy was out for nine months, and I've got trust issues, so I can't be reading stuff like that. Even if you know, don't say anything because let me live in the happy bliss that Jacob Ramsey just missed today because he had a bit of a sore throat. You know, just yeah, uh, that makes me happy. Drb, you know, you know what? I forgot. Traffic. Booked. I can't. Yeah. Boomer Kamara. I left a stew in the oven. Sorry. <laughs> it.
1: He, he, he didn't play out of protest that everyone calls him camera.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pain, by the way. Oh, it annoyed me almost as much as when people used to call um Bobby uh Feminio. Oh. oh my oh. God.
1: you know that's you know, another one, Jack Wiltshire. Oh, oh well, yeah. What is
0: that? Oh, we could go on about this. There's going to be loads, time. isn't there? Uh, yeah. Benteke, when he started, it was Bentiki. I remember that. I, oh, all distinctly... oh, Christian Bentiki. Where?
1: I, I To this day, I don't think anyone really knows. Even though he's told everyone, I don't really think anyone knows how to say Hurrah <laughs> because <laughs> there's just so many different ways that people were saying it. I oh, mean,
0: it's Hurahan for the song, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah. Whatever, but I think oh, really I that, that, that is a that is a player. By the way, that's one of those where, in a few years' time, you're thinking, "Well, wow, what a player we had there?" I yeah. still want him. Like, a free kick, the free kick that happened when we did the nice little set piece. First thing I thought too was, "Love, love Hurrano for this." Yeah,
1: left was a, I was a big fan of him, really big fan of him, and whether he, he wasn't quite good enough in the end, I thought. I, th- I think he could have featured for our team a lot more in the Premier League, still like, you know, in previous seasons. So, But yeah, big part of that team, again, that, that went up and, and stayed up. So
0: mm. I love Connor. And obviously, if, if you have got this far in, in the video, uh, send us your tweets or comment on the YouTube video below of other footballers' names who were mispronounced because um, that's my new niche now and that's all I want to hear about because... Uh, it, it annoys me, but it's the fun type of annoyance where I want to keep talking about it. Um, I mean, is there much else to say apart from obviously our our predictions, which is I'm going for one nil on Sunday to Villa. I'm gonna go.
1: You know what? You gotta bat the boys, in't you? And I'm gonna say one nil and Claremont blue ribbons on the Premier League trophy at the end of the season. Oh,
0: good season. <laughs> Top of the league, you know? yeah, possible. Um, well, no, we'd have to score a lot more goals, actually. But you know,
1: <laughs> where are we in a Conference League group now?
0: Uh Second, I want to say. I'm gonna
1: check. Yeah, unless of Move. course, um, the team one. Well, uh, out zero as well as us. So I'll just check. Uh, we're third. All of us got free. All wow. teams, three points, all goal difference of zero. Oh, this is a group, isn't it?
0: Yeah, well, that's right. It just put yeah. but at least we're all on the same. It, it, you know what I mean? We're not, no one's like on six points or no one's on four points. Yeah, you know I mean, we, but it kills that everyone's gonna have everything to play for.
1: Yeah, the, the, the next one's an important one, a way to outmar, isn't it? So. That's a big one. Um, it's another one where the, the atmosphere we're going to have to overcome. Um, definitely. I do. You know what? I'm, I'm going to be a bit hypocritical here and I've been talking about how the, the squad that we, that we put out today had enough. Probably go a little bit stronger against Altmar, to be honest. Um,
0: I'd like to see that anyway. But we'll see. I think stronger away and weaker at home is definitely the way to play. I say weaker. You got more rotated, let's say, at home. Um, but Three the away- Cool. I'd say. Th- three changes at most. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, But not the goalkeeper. Because no, I think... just love Emi yeah. Martinez and I want to watch him play every single minute forever.
1: Well, we saw the importance of it tonight, even still yes. uh, a couple of moments. Uh, yeah, I agree.
0: Exactly. Well, obviously, uh, if you did enjoy the video, please make sure to like, subscribe and uh tap that bell tickle that bell font of that bell whatever you got to do to that Bell just press that bell we want that bell to be pressed press our bells um and uh yeah so you, so you never miss another video and of course if you're listening on Spotify, uh, Apple podcasts Amazon podcast or the other podcast any other podcast podcast here podcast there podcast there, there please drop us a follow on that uh Twitters are down below as well make sure you hit those up and yeah up the villa up the villa.